It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to The Crossover. This is episode 402. Yes, we are back for another episode of Ghostbuster Podcasting this week. We have a little bit of news, but also we're going to be talking about the demise of real Ghostbusters. There was an article that Comic Book Resources had out that talked about the 13 dark secrets of the series, but it gets us talking about what, what exactly made it go away, and actually what made Saturday morning cartoons go away in general. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! Unlike last week, where I realized that I rendered without an audio track, that was muted. I don't think that many people noticed, but um, audio, which audio track was muted? Oh, was it as in you noticed and then you quickly replaced it? Uh, or? Yeah, I noticed and then quickly replaced. Yeah, uh, there's a transition in between where you didn't hear like our usual like the stingers that you made. That it's like, what is the oh. magic word? Please, wasn't there. So there's like, it's <laughs> like two seconds of silence <laughs> as you and I are patiently waiting to segue into something else. There and, we go. Uh, I did the same thing yeah, like Halloween did. two years ago. I, there was a whole song. Just <laughs> not there. There's two minutes of dead air. Enjoy, kids. There you go. It's very existentialist. I hope you guys are looking exactly. within yourselves and figuring yourselves out as this moment of when silence. You listen to the void. The void <laughs> listens back to you. Uh, yeah, the void. Uh, There's no silence now. Uh, I I wish, man. We are we're yeah. in the process of delivering a movie for uh, Sundance that was due on January fourth. Please note that it is currently January tenth or eleventh or whatever the date is today. I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, and you you've been crazy busy. You've been working on. You got a Kickstarter going? What's what's happening? Oh no, it's not yet. Oh, it's we're starting. Gonna, it's coming. Uh, soon. It's it's coming. Okay. It's coming soon. Um, long story short, we. Um, we have a game. I, I looked it up actually. It's as of January fourth. It'll be five years since this game came out. It's when we decided to be our own masters, so we became publishers as well as devs of our own game. And that's five years ago. But about a year ago, we started working on a, a tabletop version of it, and so we've been working on that. And that game's pretty much done and ready to go. So it's just a matter now of. Yeah, getting it out into the world. So we're oh, going to kickstart it. Probably in about... Oh. I'd have to look at the date. I don't have it on hand here, but within two weeks' time. So what? What the stuff that you've been posting... Because if you if you don't follow the Kerberos Productions Instagram, you should. It's awesome. Nobody, nobody does. I don't really talk about the company on here. I don't. Uh, no, you should, though. But but so what is... Is that a final version of the game, or is that like the prototype? What is that thing that you're posting the photos of? That is the 98.5% done okay. prototype. Um, 
Yeah, like so we have a we have a, a really nice board printed up, but uh, it, it's not finished on the back. Does that make any sense? So it's a folding board. It's a six fold board, like you'd see in other games and stuff yeah. like that, like yeah. folding boards. Only the they skip the put something on the back step. <laughs> Rather, they just do the joint, and then they put the, and then they the glue game it top. or something. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it allows you to have the the your final art rendered out at professional level. It's just cheaper because you're not getting them to do all this meticulous right paperwork stuff on the back. It, you know, two copies of the game. It's like <laughs> you're already making bespoke prototypes of your game. It's like you want to keep the price down, sort of thing. Sure, so that makes sense. That's what that's what it is. Yeah, we have. Oh, that's um, cool. We uh, 3D printed off our figs uh, ourselves. We we have a form, a form two, uh, whatever the, those photosensitive resin 3D Ooh. printers. Yeah, yeah. So we did all our our game figures. It's good. it's a miniature tabletop game uh, that mimics the, uh, the 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 PC game. And yeah, so you hundreds and hundreds of items to find, and hundreds and hundreds of monsters to run into. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's oh, that's um, cool, man. Well, yeah, it's, it's well. If you'd asked me five years ago what I thought I'd be doing as a game developer, it wouldn't be a tabletop <laughs> game. But, but ironically, it kind of works out fine because when we started the company, which itself is fourteen years old now, we kind of made it a point in our, you know, our our business plan and you know executive summary and things like that when we're talking to people that look we're not just you know video game nerds we're um you know we're we're game nerds period which at the time wasn't really all that sexy and now it really game is de- yeah if you were a video game dev it was uh, all about the future and the pixels and growing up on the the nintendos and all that which we did too of course but like our ceo martin Sirlis is uh that he has a he has a, a room. I don't know if you follow any board game sites, but people like to post their the wall as they call it, which is yep. just their shelf of board games. Yeah, he has a room of board games. Like wow. he's got he's got um, oh god, his stuff goes back to uh, some of the old uh paper war games like literally it was like here's a map of germany here's little cutout tanks and go for it like they're not fancy nice. at all like just so that was that's that's where his design brains at and you know uh, as well as video games and you know we all we're all like that so we've been telling people for years yeah we just make games in general but it was just sort of a talking point you know there was no real way to to demonstrate it and now you know here we are right the the, the kind of the second coming of tabletop gaming's here and um, you know, things like the form printer allow us to prototype figs in a way that we could, you know, nobody, you couldn't do it before, like without hiring a sculptor and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just and then the, shrink it down and have a mold made and yeah, it was yeah a whole or process. contacting, yeah. Um, Ad Magic is the company that, uh, so they're one of many, but I like working with them quite a bit. Um, you can go to them. Anybody can really like, uh, and just, <laughs> get your game printed up like i just i want to see if it works and you get them to print it and um the funny part is is uh so let's see you go buy you go buy some of these you know big box lots of fake games in the store and all that you're looking at like a hundred hundred buck game right it's a well look at cryptozoic the uh the ghostbusters game perfect example right like you buy that one the base one which still has a considerable amount of figures and all that in it that's you know that's a 
90 pretty, buck game. Yeah, it gets pretty right? pricey. Yeah. Yeah, so you can you can get stuff. Well, not counting the figs. The figs are are uh, kind of above and beyond because you got to get the printer and all that sort of. There's a certainly a time and energy overhead too. And but but just the base board game. Like if you're like I'm going to play this prototype in here, I'll sub in somebody else's miniatures or I'll use these generic tokens or whatever. You can get all the cards and the boards and all that for a one off test one printed out for you know about a hundred bucks. It's you know it's. It's a whole new era. It's uh, so yeah. Anyways, long story short, I <laughs> I have committed myself to fourteen years of running a video game company, and um, yeah, it's been a year of learning curves, um, <laughs> just refiguring <laughs> everything out for the uh, tabletop. Yeah. Well, huh. our artists, it's it's like, and now you must make figures, and they're like, not a problem. This is exactly the same thing we do with the video game, right? Okay, good. Martin, design the game. Yes, it's it's technically easier because I don't have to wait for people to program it in. I can, <laughs> all right, great. And then they look at me. Find a printer in China. Oh, I don't. Is there a book? I don't know. <laughs> ah. Oh man, I mean, it sounds like a fun problem to have. It sounds like that would be a cool challenge to like now yeah. I, I you know you've been an avid tabletop gamer for so long now can i reverse engineer it and create my own and yeah that's cool man i'm yeah. glad I, I know you didn't want to talk about it on the air but i'm glad you did because that's it's exciting not, it's and, not that i did well I, it's not that i didn't want to i just i kind of kind of keep them separate i try yeah. I, I prefer it if there's ways to link the two worlds then at least there's a tenuous link um and i should say the 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 chinese printing manufacturers and all that that guy that was me a year ago <laughs> we're not we're not two weeks away from a kickstarter and i'm sitting around going i don't know where to get it printed <laughs> I, I don't know what to do yeah this is this you're on the home <laughs> stretch here well at least in terms of crowdfunding and we're production home stretch but, here, but, yeah um yeah, yeah the uh no keep, it's it's, keep it's us so posted, man. over the years i i will over the years i've i've like the this game the pc game that this is based on um Actually, it's been over. The, it's been fairly regular over the last fourteen years because, and this is the funny part, I don't put this into our games, but rather the team knows I am a giant Ghostbusters nerd, and as a little nod to me, they start throwing stuff in. So, our first game, one of the alien races, is called the Zool. I did. People assume I put that in there, and I was like, like I'd have no. to be a real jerk to put that in there. <laughs> uh, but the you know my team I, I guess they like me enough that they uh, they put that in there. Uh, the last game, the pit, uh, the one that's being turned into a board game, has a uh, uh, handheld uh, sensor device, which bears a striking resemblance to somebody else's uh, handheld sensor device and things like that. Um, uh, one of the space games. Uh, a whole bunch of the alien worlds. We corrupted the Ghostbusters names into their alien language. So planets are named after, you know, Venkman <laughs> and stuff like that. And one of the, one of the, you could get these static images for your, your empire's ruler. And one of the artists, uh, did a really great, uh, Egon esque, a, a Harold Raymond esque, uh, Harold Ramis esque, uh, avatar things like that so over the years i have I, I you know i don't hide it but every once in a while when i have an excuse i put that out there a little but, homage uh, here and there yeah it's, but it's funny that people think that you are responsible for that because i feel like you know my my sister had a baby it's funny we had our baby and then my sister had a baby three days afterwards and copycat uh, i know copycat but she had a, a little boy and she named the boy rowan 
And I was like, oh, that's so Kuwait. Everybody's going to think that I put you up to this. <laughs> it's not exactly an illogical conclusion. It's just that I think when you're a hardcore fan, when you do stuff like that, it's way more subtle. Yeah. Like you do the stuff to make you laugh you do, or, or somebody who's as deep in as you, you know, to catch your eye across a room and give you that wink and a nod sort of thing. Um, you don't do it so that, the, you know, your mom goes, did you name this after Ghostbusters? <laughs> uh, I mean, don't think that I didn't try to name our baby Dana Barrett <laughs> Benjamin. I tried. I really went for it, and it didn't. That that would be awesome. Work, but that would be super awesome. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah. We well, we, once we get this thing out of the way, I'm going to commandeer the printer, and I think I may try. Did you see the 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 real Ghostbusters uh, proton grenade? The port. Uh, yeah. Up? Yeah. It looks nice. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, I, that's so. That's I'm sitting there staring at it. It's it's not cheap. The people who are 3D printing their stuff, I'm impressed. Um, I don't. Uh, it looks like most of them are using the uh, the filament uh, the, one, the cheaper the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, filament is just a little. It's kind of the. It's it was the first wave out the door of 3D printers. Was here's a spool of plastic that you. It's like a hot glue gun. Here you melt it, and the thing spits it out in a configuration. Ta-da! Um, but in only re- resolution only gets to a point. But it's great for say printing out a thrower piece, and then you know you sand it or put a little filler in in places, and hey, that's you know you get a pretty sexy. Well, I, I've seen some people. The, somebody else, I forget their name. I apologize. They took the. F- they basically reverse engineered the model files out of the Ghostbusters, the video game. And they've been printing off pieces of the video game thrower. Oh. Um, so stuff like that's really sexy. But even then, spools are depending. I mean, basic stuff is like 20, 25 bucks a spool. Uh, cheaper if you shop around. But then again, if you buy these more durable ones for, you know, so you can bang it around and it doesn't break on you, it's probably a little bit. Anyway, but so yeah, you're spending, you know, spools. 20 bucks at a time the resin printers it's like uh american 150 bucks for a liter of this stuff yeah and if you imagine a liter and then kind of that volume spread out you know say a liter could be turned into what a single thrower you know that's not cheap you spent you just spent 150 bucks but but at the same time you get exactly what you've designed in the computer it's some prototyping with uh, these things it's pretty amazing actually i'm i'm really kind of excited because it kind of snuck up on us like i remember the kickstarter stuff was 4 years ago people were like kickstarting these home 3d printer units and people were getting kind of excited about it then but it was you know even then it was like the kickstarter stuff is getting it for thousands of dollars yeah, yeah. now you can buy one of those those filament ones for a couple hundred sort of thing the 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 couple of thousand uh will get you one of these photosensitive resin ones and you know they've got all these other generation ones coming along too that are just or or, or more to the point they're making the earlier ones faster and more accurate and and uh, and all that sort of thing. So it, it's, um, people are sitting around talking, in 10 years, we will be doing X. And I'm like, I think we're like within three years of yeah. people do it. Within the 10 years, that- we'll have our replicators from Star Trek that, uh, you know, we get our T. Earl Grey hot from because it just can synthesize it yeah. that fast. 2017, we never really, you know, we didn't do a, a thing in retrospect. And had we, and had we, you and I sat down and worked out all our, you know, notable Ghostbusters stuff for 2017, I 
by my recollection, I think we could call officially call 2017 the year of the 3D printed props. I don't really recall. I remember people talking about it in 2016, and I maybe one or two people tried a couple of things. I know um, models were made early on, like the the cane topper, you know, from the the hood ornament, the ghost hunt, uh, hood ornament on the the answer the call ecto. Yeah, yeah. That model got made, you know, about the time the movie came out. Because I remember standing in line to go in and one of the guys there had his that he had printed out. Um, but I, I, I think people dove in headfirst on the prop stuff, like basically at best at the end of 2016, 2017, it just kind of, it rocketed. Sort of exploded. Yeah. I mean that yeah. when the new movie came out, I do remember everybody was throwing stuff up onto like Thingverse. Like here's, here's the files that I created for the new thrower and here's the new, uh, you know, if, I've, I've, put the the box that you can put the LEDs into uh, I modeled that and I put it up on Thingverse and it was almost like here I've modeled this and I put it up there if you want the the yeah. model or if you want to have it printed out uh, again at a pretty hefty cost I tried to do it and it was like you know $600 to print all of the oh, parts that's that I right. needed and I was Why like Why am I no talking to you about way. 3D printing? I forgot you have a printer, don't you? No, no, I wish I did. I oh, you were just I talking about I was just doing it, oh. it remotely because there's all those the services now that you can upload an object file to and then they print it and they send it to you in whatever yeah. 3 or 4 weeks uh but it just it costs a lot of money, man. It's, it does. It's well, costly. this is you will understand why. Then, as a company, we did the math. Like we we did the first couple of of our figures with a, a some guys in town that had a form one or a form two printer, and we really liked the results. But we were doing the math, and we're like, so we got a year of prototyping. You got how many more figures you want to do? And if it doesn't work, or if it breaks, or if we have to adjust the design, what's that going to cost us? And we just did the math. That in the end, we were like. Eh. That's makes more sense to get one. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a it's a production cost. We'll write it off, all that sort of thing. Um, So yeah, and then you can use it to print out things for your Blitzway figures, right? Of course, I'm not. I can't afford the Blitzway. What? Those aren't. What are you talking about? I saw you post a photo on uh, on the social medias of the boxes. Is that not yours? No, I I checked. I wish I checked Uh. in. uh, There's a hobby store that's been relatively close by and I've never been in and I've been looking for a good local hobby shop since I moved to Secret Studio North and went in. Great place. Very Japanese, like those high-end transformer posable models. You know, the ones you don't do have to do a lot of painting and stuff like that, but there yeah. is assembly and they're super posable and expensive and uh, good stuff like that. And some games and board games and then lots of uh, model um tools, you know, files and clippers and paints and brushes. I'm like, oh, good. So I, I know where I can go now. This is closer. And then I turned around and looked next to their their counter. And and because you, like I, we're all trained that we can spot the, the No Ghost logo and or the official uh, serifed Ghostbusters right. title font, you know, two millimeters from a mile away. We just, our brain goes there. And I turn around <laughs> and the box went, Ghostbusters, what's that? And then I saw the tape blitz away and I was like, <gasps> and they're like, did this just come in? To-? Like he turned around to her, did this come in today? And she's like, yeah. And the other guy who runs the place, <clears throat> yeah, we just got it. We just got it. We haven't processed it yet. And I'm like, so it's not open to look at? <laughs> it's not there to tempt you. With your credit card <laughs> at the oh, ready. 
trust me, temptation would not be a problem. I, I, it, we talked about this before. They're beautiful. I cannot. Uh, I cannot. Oh, it's you got to drop a hefty sum for those. Yeah. Arr, yeah. Arr. Anyway, well, I yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, he caved. That he bought them and he took them home. I thought that was your garage, no, but no. Well, no. Remember the thing I put with it was I've never been more tempted to rob a store before. <laughs> that that should have been your hit. Hey, what the hell is that? Not run. Not my. Yeah, over there. <laughs> Ugh, man. Well, anyway, uh, well, before we dive into news, I also want to talk to you about the toys that made us. Have you watched any of those episodes yet? No, I've heard good things, and it's in my queue. I just haven't had a chance yet. Oh, it's it's wonderful. You should uh, you should check it out. It's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's very much it's it's geared it's pandering directly to you and I and and people of, of our <laughs> caliber. Um, but you know, the first I think there's four episodes, five episodes. There's Star Wars, GI Joe, Barbie, Barbie. I think that's well, maybe it. that's I think it. It's just, just those three. three. Yeah, and then the other yeah. ones are coming later this year. But uh, but they're they're int- even the Barbie one, which you know, I, whatever. I didn't really care. Is really interesting because all of these people are claiming credit for the Barbie design and. There's yeah. the, the whole story with the German toy that it's based off of. And so th- they really do a really excellent job. But uh, but the Star Wars one brings up Kenner and how Kenner was this tiny company in the Kroger building in Ohio. And, and Star Wars turned it into this huge multinational corporation. Um, and the entire time I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I would love to see them talk about not, maybe not Ghostbusters toys because they can't dedicate a whole half hour or hour to Ghostbusters, but uh, you know maybe to Kenner in general, like showing them doing all of their Police Academy, RoboCop, Bill and Ted, all of their licensing tie-ins, and then getting Batman yeah. and crazy. And then sure enough, I saw you post on social media. Somebody was like, "Why aren't they doing a Ghostbusters uh, episode? Uh, do, do you think it could carry a full episode?" Is there a story there or it's just really like, hey, we did all of these toys and there were a lot of variations on the four guys. Well, I don't know what they say. I think you might be able to argue it because the G.I. Joe ones and all that try to carry over into modern era. Like they, yeah. all of them tried to at least touch on. Well, the, the G.I. Joe one is like 90% the modern era. Really? Yeah. Um you mean modern as in the 80s stuff? As, as in the 80s to the stuff, 60s? yeah. I, th- I mean, I, I think I they mean, know their I mean audience now, is like the yeah. 80s nostalgia. They're like, <laughs> there was yeah. this toy in the 60s called G.I. Joe. It was a huge hit, but let's talk about the 80s. You know? <laughs> I think you could make an argument for it just because the one company, you know, bought up by other companies. And uh, I don't know. Now that you brought it, I, and my instinct was it was such a, big phenomena at the time that you might be able to do it. But yeah, I think it would almost make more sense to um, the phenomena of Kenner itself in the eighties was just such a, yeah, Kenner was such a, a crazy huge, thing. Like they were synonymous or a with, yeah. If you're going to cover, cover a company, maybe do it in two parts. Cause then you can actually spend a good dedicated chunk of time looking at Ghostbusters and then rolling into TMNT and, like mo- other movie tie-ins, that kind of thing. I think Ninja Turtles yeah. is probably a a, a shoe-in. That's got to be one of their episodes that's coming up. But yeah, I think you could anchor it on Ghostbusters, uh, TMNT, and then drop in these uh, hopeful, uh, you know, Saturday morning tie-in things like Mask and stuff like that, and some oh. of their other like RoboCop and Police Academy. Uh, you know, license hopefuls and stuff like that. Just kind of here and there. God, how did I forget about Mask? That's, yeah, same thing. They just have to do a Kenner episode so they can talk about Mask and, two, and things like two, that. Yeah, two parts. And it opens with, they will they will do the quick 
the quick synopsis of you know the the modern birth of Kenner with being the guys that got this you know built a, the the company that Star Wars built and then they'll remind you gently go to the other episode because we cover that yeah. specifically and how there. Star Wars really didn't make them that much money but and, yeah. no but but it did well you know name uh, yeah. got the name out there yeah, and, and from there they went on to all these these other things so um all right well hopefully that's in the cards for that. i hope they make a ton yeah. of these because they're so much fun the, the way that they cut them is entertaining they're they're documentaries but they're fun and they're uh, we breeze through all three of them in one sitting yeah they're, they're just that good so i thought it was a british series that i watched a bunch of years ago uh, they put it at Christmas time. The Christmas was the excuse to to do these episodes, half an hour uh, episodes based on famous toy lines. And they did Barbie. They did Star Wars, um, and some British centric stuff or stuff that is a was. I don't know if their nostalgia crew is a little different from ours, but like um, uh, Meccano and stuff like that. Things yeah. that you know our age group was kind of. Well, not, I played with Meccano a little bit, but. Uh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole box of it. Um, <laughs> Lego? Lego needs to be done. Like, holy yeah, cow. Yeah, that's true, Lego. I bet Lego's got to be in their next handful of episodes. Because they, I think they, they have six total that they said they were doing. So there's got to be another yeah. three coming here sooner than later. That's true. There might be, but, it might be Lego. I think actually now that I mentioned it, somebody mentioned that Lego's in one of the next ones? Anyways. No, nah, that makes sense. But, um, well, anyway, go check them out. Uh, if you oh. guys out there haven't watched them, you, you should totally watch them. And then uh, hopefully, maybe, fingers crossed, uh, Ghostbusters hits there. Uh, all right. Uh, News. Let's do it. And this time, I'm going to render out the audio layer so you guys can hear the stinger. Here we go. Right. Hey, guys. Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Yeah. Just like old times. You can hear everything in the episode again. Uh, all right. So let's start with... Um, Let's start with Ghostbusters. Let's start with some video game news because we're we're in a gaming mood. We talked about uh, the Kerberos endeavor, so let's just keep the gaming theme going here. Yeah. Um, so Ghostbusters VR, the second chapter, the one that we talked about. Uh, left field. Left field. Remember when we said we're like, I bet it drops for Halloween, and then crickets, 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 and then it got really busy, and I totally forgot about it. And here yeah. we are, January 9th, and it just drops. They're like, here you go. Here's your second chapter. No no lead up, no fanfare, no... I guess I shouldn't be surprised because they didn't do anything the first time around either. It was sort of a surprise. Yeah. So, this uh, is really strange. Yeah. It's really strange. Um, I have a feeling this is the the final chapter. I'm getting that sense. Maybe that maybe that's why they waited a little bit, but because it's, it's Firehouse and Showdown... Um, and people that we have, have talked to that have played it have said that it kind of comes to a, a pretty, you know, you, it's, it's a pretty climatic, uh, climactic, uh, conclusion. You, well, yeah, uh, you shoot stay puffed, you shoot stay puffed and you save the day basically. Um, so I, I mean, I know that a lot of people were disappointed with the first one that it wasn't really action packed this one. It seems like it's super action packed, but now we kind of know that it's the last one, um, for, for those of the people out there that have the PlayStation VR headset, and I think it's coming to, what did we say it was? The Microsoft headset? I can't remember the name of it now, but... Uh, yes, I forget what they call it too, but uh, yeah. I think it's, it's only already, on PlayStation th- right now. This second chapter is only on PlayStation right now. And then the uh, it'll, it'll come out to the Microsoft VR. Is that? I think that's just what it's called is Microsoft VR. It's not no, in no, our rundown. You, you, it does have another name. Uh, I can't remember what it is offhand. Some, something. But anyway, so... We're both uh, tired. 
more more uh, access to some people at a later date. But uh, I'm I'm anxious yeah. to play it. I'll have to go find a friend or sneak by the Sony lot or something to do it because I don't have the the I don't even have a PS4 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely don't have the VR, but uh, I yeah. never had one. So eh. I know, I know. But more <laughs> disappointing news for me, probably for some people too. Uh, the Void at Disneyland opened uh, just this past week, and I was like, yeah. "Yes, this is great! I'm gonna go to Downtown Disney. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to do the Ghostbusters dimension again." And and no. No, it's no. only the Star Wars uh, attraction yeah. at these Void uh, locations, which I guess makes sense. It's Disney; they probably don't. Yeah. Want to I would put the... my money on that one. Yeah, it's not. It's not entirely surprising, I guess, is what no. I'm saying. But I, there's a little bit of disappointment because I was looking forward to doing it again. But I am looking forward to doing the Star Wars one. So now uh, that's it. Win-win. Now that Disney owns it, and you know, it has to be maintained, and there's a technical support thing that has to go with it. If you have one Void set up in in the LA area, the greater LA area for Disneyland. It's slightly easier to then, you know, open up a second one without the Star sure. Wars. Do like the you arcades uh, where they have multiple attractions that you can go in or do a touring yeah. road show. We keep, keep hearing or, that they're talking about doing that, but or, you know, <laughs> the the cynical thing is that Disney bought it and slowly but sure they will make decisions that kind of keep it in Disneyland and Disney World uh, around the world. And yeah, the expansion elsewhere will just kind of nope. This just in Chris Stewart confirms that Sony is being bought by Disney and the Ghostbusters property will. No. (laughs) That is not what I said at all. Sony, a division of Disney. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I know some people were cheering for that, and I was like, do we not remember the days when <laughs> monopolies were not a good thing? Um, uh, yeah, we need a little competition to keep stuff moving, but... Moving okay. a little bit, but anyways. Uh, yeah, so um, so uh, for those of you that are near the uh, Toronto area or New York, I would definitely go hit up the, uh, the Ghostbusters Dimension attractions while you still can, because I have a feeling the Star Wars one is going to be... be so well received and of course it's star wars everybody's going crazy for star wars including myself so i i have a feeling that they might do some renovations at least in the one up in toronto because that's a a proper void location Uh, yeah Um, i don't know i still have this sneaking suspicion that they will use the star wars one as a draw you know what I mean? Like, it, but come, keep others come, there or something. Come to or? come to come to Disney. You want to see the Star Wars one? Come to Disneyland. Oh, that's a good. We're point. not gonna we're not gonna send it. To, we're not gonna send it to Toronto. We're not gonna send it to New York. You know, spend you your five hundred bucks, and, yeah. get a play ticket, come to us. Stay in a Disneyland resort for multiple days. Yeah. Pay the two hundred dollars a day for a ticket. Yeah, and that makes sense. But uh, I don't know. The, oh God, I'm I'm all cynical today. This is not good. <laughs> we're doing great. Can you tell that we both awesome. had a really long week that we're really? just like, everything <laughs> sucks, guys. Today it will Doesn't... be hot and shitty with an occasional... No, I don't know if it sucks. I think it's that we're both in the uh, the, the, the slog mode. We need to keep momentum up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So jovial... <laughs> Jovial. All right, well, let's let's be jovial. Let's keep momentum because there is something I'm excited about. The uh, Stern Pinball. That was that was exciting because the uh, uh, Stern Pinball Arcade, the app that is on consoles and on mobile uh, platforms, uh, that the Ghostbusters table is coming to is already on. I think it's already on those platforms. But 
that Stern Pinball app is coming to the Nintendo Switch, which for a lot of people out there, they probably were like, eh, whatever. For me, I was like, yes! Oh my god, this is fantastic, because I love my it's, Nintendo Switch, and it's perfect. It's everywhere. <laughs> well, it's perfect. I mean, like, that, that console in your hands is built for pinball i mean you've got yeah. the, the flipper buttons right there on your left and your right triggers uh yeah. it's got the taptic feedback so that you kind of get that little <laughs> as you hit things yeah wonderful I, I look forward to that table kicking my ass again in the near future <laughs> chris you know when we played it at button mash i drained like all my money in it it went away yeah. fast it's it's a hard table but that and uh congo i played some ernie <laughs> and Pets congo. congo stop eating my sesame cake uh, yeah. So, uh, for those of you that have the Stern pinball, uh, app, uh, it should be popping up sooner than later, uh, for the Nintendo switch, they haven't set a date for it. So I don't know when that's going to go live. Um, the Ghostbusters table to my knowledge is still not available, but I have to double check that. I should have, I should have checked that before we started recording and I didn't, but I did, I tried to do some reading when it came up that they were showing it off at, at CES and yeah. Dates and availability is not yeah, dates availab- that clear. They were very proud of their Guardians of the Galaxy table. Like that was the big, that was the headline for this press release. Yeah. And then it was, by the way, the app is also coming out on these platforms, including the Ghostbusters table. So don't get me wrong. If we were there, I, I, I mean, yes, they want to show off their Guardians of the Galaxy table. Cause yeah, that's the sexy new one. Yeah. Uh, but as a, as a, a stern uh, uh, demo, to walk into a, you know, a giant booth space and you have, it's like a dozen platforms. Like it's impressive the number of machines they've put it out on to be able to walk in and see it on running on basically anything you own. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of, imp- it, I'm, I'm assuming it looks pretty impressive it, and yeah. it must uh, show off Ghostbusters really well. Cause that's all, that's all, that's a wall of Ghostbusters. So <laughs> that's very true. I mean, again, you can catch that uh, logo from uh, forever yep. from a football field away. Yeah, everybody's uh, system so. is probably hooked up yeah. to you know a, as big a screen as possible, with the exception of anything that's you know handheld. Like if it wasn't one hundred percent clear, it sounded like they had the switch running there, which means you know yeah, it's on a little stand and people people walk up. But yeah, everything else, the Playstations and the Xboxes, all running up on a screen and everybody walking by can see it. So, yeah, and seeing Ghostbusters, yeah. pretty nice. We'll so, take it. We'll take it absolutely. Um, so okay, here's here's somebody who did announce dates. We Stern, we're looking at you with judgmental <laughs> eyes right now. Uh, with a tisk tisk and a tut tut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but Playmobil. Actually, uh, for, sorry for for Stern and looking at uh, Ghostbusters VR. Tisk tisk. Yes. Tut tut. Absolutely. <laughs> Stop surprising us. Stop surprising <laughs> we li- us. We like us. surprises us. <laughs> Haven't you learned anything? You got to build up hype. You got to set. D- didn't you learn anything from Sonic the Hedge? Hedgehog 2, read console wars. It's going to help you. You guys got to figure this stuff out about dates. But uh, so Playmobil, they've read console war, console wars. They know what to do about a release date. Um, Ghostbusters 2 Playmobil figures are coming sooner. Well, sooner than soon uh, by the end of, the of month? this month. Yeah. yeah. So those, those figures that we saw at the New York comic con, um, they come with that cool, the ghost trap that has the little prism thing that you can put on your phone and see the ghost inside it. Uh, those are coming end of this month. And then all of those awesome real Ghostbusters, because I'm in a toys that made us mode, let's call them mini rigs because they look like the yeah. Star Wars mini rigs to me. Yeah. Um, 
those those are coming on April thirteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. So set set that date on your calendar to spend some cash money because the Playmobil stuff is awesome. Those guys are doing so well with the license. Um, I I still need that firehouse. It's been in my like Amazon wish list for the forever <laughs> and i keep trying to maintain well it's for the baby you know like when she grows a little, she's a little older she's gonna want to play with the everybody knows it's for me but that's okay uh <laughs> so hopefully by the time i get the firehouse i can also get all of the real ghostbusters mini rigs and again for the kids it's not for me no it's for me it's totally for me uh so that's coming april 13th uh, the cool thing is that they released on, if you go to Ghostbusters news, Jason posted up the, um, they, they gave him some photography of all of the packaging and all of the package art. Uh, and I really like what they're doing with real Ghostbusters. Did you see that Chris? It kind of looks like the DVD package that Sony did last fall, whatever that was like summer, fall last year. I, yeah, I didn't get a, an in-depth stare at it, but yeah, I briefly saw it. It's like a blue, they've got that real Ghostbusters. It's kind of like a new logo title treatment that they're using. And then they've got this (laughs) blue motif. That's really cool. Um, very, very Kenner because they're really using the blue and, uh, you know, the packs uh, on the Playmobil toys are rendered with that blue, uh, plastic and stuff too. So it's, really sparking to the nostalgia speaking of the the toys that made us they know they're ready they want us yeah. to unload our cash onto these so uh get ready april 13th um oh okay there's only one more news item here on the rundown and this is a it's kind of a doozy that you and i can talk about chris um the comic book resources article on the 15 dark secrets of the real <laughs> Ghostbusters. Now there's a clickbait headline if I've ever heard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, J. Michael Straczynski posted this, kind of alerted us to this because he's mentioned in it. I guess they interviewed him for the article. But um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure if they interviewed him or if they pulled it from places because uh, a good chunk of the stuff in there, I remember from going back 25 years. Like yeah. when he, he was, he talked about some of this stuff sometimes multiple times back, you know, uh, pre-message board era, like when it was when it was uh, listserv and stuff like that. Right. He was he was yeah. in there posting stuff up, and so like Janine's glasses because you know kids hate sharp edges. That and stuff that like was that. actually new to me, and I didn't. That I, was new to you. I remember stuff from the Time Life, like all of the Q five ruining real Ghostbusters. I remember that from the Time Life documentaries. But Janine, interesting that the glasses changing because kids are afraid that of sharp objects. Well, they argue that kids were afraid of sharp edges. Yeah, that, what? It, it was literally a think tank that was paid a huge sum of money uh, to come up with answers. It didn't matter if the answers were correct or not. They just pulled them out of their butt and people went with them. Because, you know, if you stop and think about it, <laughs> obviously there was never been sharp-edged anything <laughs> no. in cartoons ever until Real Ghostbusters. Um, uh, nobody ever used swords or pointy things, <laughs> but it also did fill in quite a bit of extra stuff too. And it did highlight, uh, uh, like I was aware that Straczynski left cause he was unhappy with the changes made and I was aware he came back later. And that's why real Ghostbusters is a weird one for me because if you watch the early episodes, I love it. I then kind of hate it. And then at the end, there's some stuff I kind of like again because, yeah. Uh, there is that softening period in the, I don't know what you call it, the the back two-fifths or something like that. And the, uh, But then he came back and I wasn't aware that he had said, 
uh, he would only come back if it, they would stay the hell out of his way. And they did. And he used it as an opportunity to uh, make fun <laughs> of the previous <laughs> two years. Uh, so, uh, well, yeah. And, and <clears throat> so what I didn't, what I took from this article that I did not know, or maybe never made the connection with like all of the things that the guys were commenting on in the actual episodes that were happening behind the scenes. So for example, the, the filmation debacle, uh, you know, Columbia being contacted by Lou Scheimer at Filmation when he says, I've got Ghostbusters and it was a cartoon. If you make this cartoon, I will litigate so hard that you will owe your entire studio to me. And they go, fine, we'll name it the real Ghostbusters and it'll be totally different. You know, that yeah. that sort of like brash behavior we already kind of knew about. But what I didn't, I never made the connection that Ghosts Are Us was a direct answer to that. The first episode out of the gate of this cartoon series is, is literally making fun of the filmation ghostbusters. Like that, that crew, the ghosts are us crew was supposed to be the filmation ghostbusters. I I don't know why I never, because I'm completely oblivious maybe because I don't see those connections unless somebody like holds my hand and they're like, look, (laughs) that's supposed to be the gorilla. And that's, Oh, I'm stupid guys. I'm very, (laughs) very aloof, but, uh, so yeah, so uh, little things like that and the, the Janine glasses, that was sort of a a revelation in this article. Um, but you know, the whole thing I was was sitting there trying to figure out this Q five, which was the company that came in. This is one of the companies that sits with kids and they do the focus group testing and they watch them play with toys and they watch them watch television and kind of see what keeps their attention. Uh, they ask them what they're scared of. They ask them what they're happy about. Um, and they collect all of this data and then they end up going to companies like Mattel. And that's how you end up with masters of the universe. How do I know this? Because I watched the toys that made us on Netflix currently (laughs) talking about He-Man and that's exactly what He-Man was. It was this focus group tested data that people, they poured over and they're like, well, boys love power they love uh, strong characters. They love uh, yeah. you know, all of these things that they sort of check all the boxes off. So I'm sitting here thinking like, why Ghostbusters was doing amazing. It was a huge property. It was really successful. The toys had to have been selling uh, incredibly. 1989, yeah. the second movie comes out, which boosts it even further. Why do they hire this company then to come in and completely overhaul everything? That's what I didn't understand. And is it because the, what I'm, because I need people to hold my hand and tell me the, the connection here when they jumped from syndication to ABC, is that where that shift occurred when ABC said, well, you're going to be on Saturday mornings and this is not syndicated. This is national broadcast television. You have to adhere to these standards and we want to make sure that we hit all of these, uh, focus, uh, buckets of all these kids. And we want to appeal to numbers one through 50 on this list. Is that what happened? I I don't understand that. I think there's a, you could make that argument. I think an equally good argument could be made for, um, and I'm, I'm sure you've run into this before too. We're all kind of familiar with the phenomena that, uh, if nothing else, we've all heard stories when it comes to, uh, movie and television properties if the property didn't begin with the executives who are currently holding it, they either got to get their hands into everything about it or they dump it it's right. because yeah. it wasn't theirs. And I think an argument could be made that, yeah, I think your instincts are right that the shift, because that's about the time that, that all this went down, 
the the shift was because yeah it it was a hot property they wanted it for their Saturday morning lineup but it wasn't there so all of a sudden a bunch mm-hmm. of executives needed to prove that you know it 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 was all about them um, and no better way to do that than you know hire this focus group to come in and you know change everything right because you got to change it or you can't claim you made it better and you know. And then if it falls apart, you just point at it and say, well, it came to us flawed. Um, yeah. that's, that's just always the way it goes. It's so crazy. I mean, I, I know there's that old adage that you can't, you can't go into something making something that you know people will like. Like all, all of the filmmakers that say that they're making movies and while they're making it, they're like, people are going to love this. This is going to be so great. And then it comes out and there's crickets. Uh, you know, they're, they're, when you have that mentality that you're doing something specifically because you know people will like it and then it sort of fizzles out that's that's sort of a common trend so i'm wondering if that's what happened here is you know ghostbusters was a movie that didn't come out for kids they were surprised when uh kids sparked to it for whatever reason they saw the technology they saw these guys busting ghosts that it sparked their imagination and all of a sudden kids love it let's make a cartoon then they hire literally and this is in the article they hire the cream of the crop of writers and all of the saturday morning people are are you know climbing over each other at the deke offices trying to get a job on this show so they're getting they're hiring strong writers and they're making it a good show and people like straczynski are writing these amazing episodes dealing with crazy things that we should not have been watching as kids uh, but they're doing it to make a good show they're not making it because we know that people will like this we need to put junior ghostbusters into this because every kid will want to live vicariously through these young strapping uh, characters that ever are completely relatable according to our focus group data um, yeah and so I, I don't know it's it's like they went they went into it to make a good show they succeeded the show was successful the toy line was successful uh but then these these uh, network executives come in and say well we need to make this more appealing to kids we need to make this reach a broader audience or like you say they want to put their own stamp on it so the only way we can do that is to change it and completely start over uh I, yeah so. it i think it's it's one thing to examine something and go they are responding very strongly to this so leave that alone or put more in uh, compared to um, stuff that isn't getting the same reaction, but mis- mistakenly assuming that that means it's broken and it needs to be changed. Like forgetting that sometimes, you know, stuff has a more of a slow burn reaction or more of a challenge to people. It, it creates, um, you know, so the brassy, uh, you know, punk glasses Janine uh, I don't think if you sat a bunch of kids down, you I don't think she'd pop up the same way Slimer would. Yeah. So to them, it makes perfect sense to go, Slimer, good, more Slimer. And then they go, Janine, not high, get rid of her or change her or whatever sort of thing. The but mistake being that- Make her more that, motherly. That was the thing that was in the article. Like, make her more nurturing and motherly yeah, so that kids re- mistake, relate to her. The mistake was, is that I think she, she, she as she was, you know, helped- frame the stuff that works you know her reaction to slimer as you know because remember she was pretty you know sassy and uh 
you know, like, the, like the, the dog that's not hers and they're kind of at odds, but she loves him anyway, sort of thing. That was her and Slimer, like, get out of there, stop eating that. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. Changed her to a mother. She was kind of mother to all of them. It's like, well, see, Slimer's not as much fun when Janine's like that yeah, sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. It's you not know, the troublemaker anymore. It yeah. reminds me of, um, <clears throat> you heard the stories about World War Two, the, the redesigning planes as they came back. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that one? The, the, so they invited all these experts in and they said, here's these, you know, come out here to the field, have a look at these planes. These are the ones that landed. What do we do? You know, since these are the ones that survived, what do we do to improve these planes so that more of them will survive and come home? So they immediately sat down and started noting where, you know, uh, bullet holes were concentrated and they, and uh, most of them went great. There's look where we can tell thanks to these, where all the bullets are concentrating, like where they're most likely to get hit and how, so we will improve and, and, you know, and toughen up these bits. And, uh, depending on how, what story you hear, one or a couple of them said, well, no, (laughs) what we're looking at is there's the places that this plane can take a hit and still get home. (laughs) So anywhere is we're not seeing bullets, that's where we need to concentrate our effort. Exactly. It's the same thing. Those are the planes that exploded or were lost. (laughs) Those are the ones that exploded or cut, you know, got fell apart. And so we should, we should, you know, armor up those bits and that's what they did. And, you know, hey, we're not speaking German. Hooray. But, um. (laughs) I, I always get the impression it's the same way with these things. They misinterpret these, you know, things that don't cause a spike. They, 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 they think it's broken and need to fix it when really it's just, you're, you're misinterpreting what it means that it's not spiking the same way yeah. Slimer did sort of thing. Like, and remember, this is the same line of thought that took the cartoon based on the movie about four guys and their sassy secretary uh, in New York fighting ghosts and dialed it into mom secretary, uh, puppy dog ghost and four kids. Like, you know what I mean? Like they retooled it by the end to, we should put some junior ghostbusters in there and maybe dial down the guys, the guys, you mean the one, the property's named after. Yeah. And bring the in movie. a stereotypical Italian chef and, uh, <sighs> oh yes. By the end it was, yes, it was, it was just like, how about we leave the guys out? As a matter of fact, don't sit down with a pen and paper and make note how often particular members of the four guys show up in this super cartoony version because we wouldn't want you to read anything <laughs> into that at all. And we're going to put the focus on Slimer and his ice cream truck driving friend. <laughs> and it's like, what show did you guys buy? Because we're not Why? there anymore. Yeah. Uh, like by, th- by that point, I was happier <laughs> – <laughs> At the start of Real Ghostbusters cartoon, I was mad when I'd see Ghostbusters in the TV Times and I'd turn on the TV and it was Filmation Ghostbusters. By the end of the run of Real Ghostbusters, I was happy if I saw Ghostbusters <laughs> flipped it on and it was Filmation's Real Ghostbusters. So oh, Change of pace. Know. Yeah, I mean, all right, so let me throw this. This is a, a bold hypothesis for our last like 10 minutes here, but... Is this also sort of a mirror that we can hold up to the demise of Saturday morning cartoons? Is this is this a prime example here of, you know, the I know that once uh, the FCC and all of these uh, groups that were focused on children's development uh, kind of gleaned onto the fact that these were just glorified toy commercials, uh, then things started changing. You had to provide educational content. Uh, they started monitoring the the Saturday morning cartoons 
to make sure that they were not just toy commercials for whatever the vehicle was that was coming out that fall. Yeah. Um, yep. So I, I know that that is a part of it, but I'm almost, I, I'm wondering because these focus groups are coming in and they're making all of these changes and they're overhauling something like Ghostbusters to a point where there are no Ghostbusters in the show anymore for whatever reason. And then you look at like Nickelodeon where they're like, who cares? Here's Ren and Stimpy and crazy shit like Rocco's modern life that doesn't make any sense. It's surrealist and we can do whatever we want because we're on basic cable. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if this is sort of if you can track the demise of real Ghostbusters and sort of map that out like on a graph and and sort of chart that with the demise of Saturday morning cartoons, too, because once you start getting all of this weird homogenized stuff in Saturday mornings. Yeah, that's nobody's interested. I was not interested in Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Nobody was interested in, uh, you know, whatever the edutainment was that started coming out. And and it's it's sort of indicative of probably what the problem was. Like, we don't want to be inter- uh, we don't want to be educated. We want to be entertained. We want to turn into yeah. centurions. We don't want to turn into Beekman's world when we're <laughs> when we grow up. I like uh, Beekman's world. How dare I, you? I did like Beekman's world. But if you go back, it does not hold up. If you go back, it doesn't really hold up. But <laughs> yeah, I, I Be- wonder if you Be- can. <laughs> Beekman was my first uh, online celebrity interaction. Oh, he, really? he was on a message board. I was on a message board. I was like, I really like the show, man. He's like, hey, thanks. I was like, ha internet lets you talk to celebrities. Yay. They're just like us. Um, I think your instinct's not bad. I the one thing I'd bring up, not to counter it, not to rain on your hypothesis or no, anything no, like that. No, no, please but do. That's that's why I'm bringing it up, because I don't know if it's necessarily true. One of the things I collect that's not Ghostbusters, although it certainly overlaps with it, is um, uh, I collect uh, copies of the, the Saturday morning lineups they used to print in comic books. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when you look at those where they go, here's this year's lineup, um, we forget. Like, we're cherry-picking the stuff we love and remember and all that. There was a lot of stinky stuff. That's true. There was a lot of garbage. Yeah. Part of Saturday morning falling apart was just, you know, like, it. it, 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 it's conceivable that if we looked at it, it just hit a pit it never climbed out of. Like, they just did not have the one or two hits to, to, to keep people hanging in there until a couple more things came along and bolstered it or whatever. I think the timing also... Overlaps pretty. You mentioned basic cable. There was there was something to be said for pick your one of three lineups and that's it. Like y- your Saturday mornings were condensed to only three channels versus yeah. you didn't have Cartoon Network airing cartoons twenty four hours a day, seven days yeah, a week. Or, or yeah, content was being spread out all over the place. And and that's not even on the 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 cartoon and the kids. Once they started opening up the channels, that was offering contents that mom and dad started paying attention to Saturday mornings, which meant the kids were fighting mom and dad for the TV. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's, That's I, a good I point. Mean, it's, it's, it's video killed the radio star, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Kinda. by 97, when I moved out here, I remember, uh, Saturday and Sunday mornings on TBS, you'd get a couple of cartoons in the morning and then they'd fill the rest of it with Star Trek and monster trucks. Like it was, you know, it was yeah. a, it was a race to the bottom to fill content wherever you could, sort of thing. And cartoons, let's be honest, like what I just outlined for you there was uh, also part of it too is money. If you're, I mean, it, I mean, you and I could write a book on it. Uh, the, the amount of time we've talked about it here, the it's a problem that we see now that like we're into the land of thousands of of content platforms, and which means if they're going to put content out. 
uh, you know, their budgets are really low. And yeah. this was the more channels that went out there, the more this, you know, there's it's an inverse, you know, relation graph sort of thing. So 97, they could fund one or two shows. And I think we're probably funding, TBS was funding, what was it, Save by the Bell for quite a while. But let's be honest, Save by the Bell, not exactly super high production values. Uh, uh, a syndication bundle they paid for for Star Trek and then the rights to broadcast monster trucks wherever it was you know that that week sort of thing that you know like they were already heading in the direction of how can we do this cheaper cheap no money yeah cartoons not so much and the people who did get cartoons out um they had to be you know kind of uh cheap and crappy uh, in places that were looking to build their you know had a little bit of money to throw at building so mtv like about the time saturday morning died a couple years after mtv you know, got their liquid television up and running. And that was kind of, you know, the, the start of the modern era of animation, which was, it's not for kids. Yeah. And, and yeah. it'll, you know, it'll be some hipster artists that will skimp in some places and not in others. Like, so Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead and Aeon Flux and all those ones. Uh, also, again, to, to support my theory, Think about how many episodes of those shows went out at any given time. It was scattershot, and they weren't doing whole season runs. You know what I mean? Like, Anne Flux was half a dozen episodes. episodes yeah, so, yeah it's like not that. a lot. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy was every once in a while. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's so. true. It was it was what they could afford, probably. But yeah, yeah I mean, you're you're not wrong. I mean, I, the the fact that is that yeah, they started staring at it, going, "Wait a minute, we can't. You can't be spending Saturday mornings, you know, telling our kids to eat sugar cereal and buy toys and all that." Like, <laughs> why come not? On. That's fun. Come on, and but yeah, I think there's other factors. You know, the the death of the the you know the network kings and yeah, you know the the need for content and that brought budgets down. Cause I mean, you know, you look at, uh, at Deke making real ghostbusters, uh, you know, they were already starting to cut corners cause they would send certain bits out to, uh, was it Japan? Yeah, it was Japan. Yeah. It was all the Saban people. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, Saban. that's funny in its own right. Cause Japan, you know, to get people to animate out of Japan now, that's not cheap. Like you're, I don't even know where the current. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's South Korea. I think it's the it, Korean animation studios now. It was. I, I yeah. have a feeling that's shifted now too because I think they've you know oh, built man. up enough of a yeah. reputation. Sorry, but yeah, it was like we here's the storyboards. They'd send it out the real fancy action stuff. Japan would animate, and the rest of it, like the driving scenes or stuff like that, would be done you know in Burbank by Deke sort of thing, and they'd slap an episode together and. You know, you and I have both seen and talked to guys that collect animation cells, and they they keep track of that stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, look at this crappy mistake here compared to this, you know, Japanimation level cell, yeah, high you know, level of detail." Two minutes here. later, yeah. and yeah, just he man, um, what's his name, James Edick, uh, who did uh, Serial Geek magazine, and still does technically, I guess. Yeah. But oh, I, still, I know, yeah, I know he his, just, he his, just gets interviewed for things like. The Toys That Made Us on Netflix ah. now. God, I really need to just get them to sponsor this episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he's in the I, He-Man I episode have, too. I should have assumed because these days, uh, that's kind of his bread and butter. Is his, he's an uh, absolute He-Man uh, expert. Uh, and I remember him talking online and stuff like that and or some of the books he wrote on it comparing 
like you know, he'd be like, "Look at this piece of garbage from this episode," and then three minutes later, <laughs> "Look at this masterpiece." You know what I mean? Like, it was uh, just- but filmation was notorious. I mean, it's a whole other tangent with his stock animation and the like close-ups of of faces where only the lips move to save money yeah. and things like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that there's something to be said for. Like the the maybe this is a good bookend for the toys that made us on Netflix. Um, that looking back on that nostalgia that we had for Saturday mornings, that stuff stuck with us. Yeah. And I guess maybe that same sort of thing will be happening with kids who are playing with, uh, you know, the the toys that they're getting from their favorite Nickelodeon show or their favorite Disney Channel show. Uh, yeah, I uh, mean. So many people that I know, uh, youngins like you, kids like yourself, <laughs> going on about the uh, mighty moopy power New York Rangers or whatever they're called. There, <laughs> I would actually, I, never I would love to watch, watch that, that show. <laughs> I never, awesome. I never watched that. I, <laughs> I kind of, you know, in the at the fringes appreciated what I understood about speaking of 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 going cheap. Uh, bringing over footage from Japan and then you know filming uh, you know California kids to the to the non uniform bits and stuff like that. Uh, same thing uh, or Pokemon. I mean the, the the love a certain you know four year generation has for Pokemon lost on me, and uh, I watch you know my son now just just you know enwrapped in, in uh, Teen mm. Titans Go. Yeah, and I have a sneaking oh, yeah. suspicion that. You know, when he's older, he'll remember that one. You know, probably not Paw Patrol, probably not the kitty stuff, but Teen Titans Go is the weird one that's burning itself into his brain. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see 20, 30 years from now what the nostalgic uh, I love the 80s type show is and what they're. Yeah. What they're pining for the days of after the demise of all broadcast media and it's all online or it's all YouTube channels or I don't know something, but series <laughs> I of love the 2000s. <laughs> I love that. Oh man, it's going to happen. I'm sure it's already ha- I've watched. There's going to be like a CNN show about it or something, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, very interesting article that sparked this discussion. Uh, I'd, I'd love to keep talking about the demise of Saturday morning cartoons until the cows come home, but we should probably wrap it Ooh. up. But I know, but uh, yeah, go check out that article. It's it's a lot of it's. There's interesting stuff in there, especially if you aren't aware of this uh, sort of primer for the real Ghostbusters, how it started and how it Don't ended. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters! I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at four seven zero two four two four seven four two. That's four seven zero two G B H Q I C. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, we started cynical, Chris. We <laughs> lifted it up. We got really positive. That's right. And now I feel Saturday. like crap again. <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons lit a, a short fire in our bellies. <laughs> it did. And then I realized that those are gone. 
Remember those? I cannot share those <laughs> days with my daughter of waking up early with a bowl of cereal and building a fort and watch. I'm going to have to, somebody out there has got to have recordings of like the ABC lineup from 1987 <laughs> or something that I can watch, but they do. But if I can do the obnoxious thing and, uh, and, and, and impart my five-year head start I've got on you as, as a father of a small child, I would recommend trying to find the ways to find the common ground. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I lucked out that Thomas really tweaked early to Scooby-Doo. There was something about it that just did. He, he was not frightened. People were like, oh my God, he must be scared. And I was like, I don't know if anybody was ever scared of Scooby-Doo. No. Oh, and the new Scooby-Doo is funny. The, but the new ones, yeah. yeah. Well, he and I watched uh, the, 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 the one before Be Cool Scooby-Doo, um, which was a revelation. The um, uh, Oh gosh, Mystery Incorporated. Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. That was amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, Be Cool Scooby-Doo. He loves that to death. Um, so things like that or Teen Titans Go. Um, Steven Universe. I was, you know, aware of Steven Universe, but, you know, he really digs it and I've kind of been digging it too, so. Yeah, and those things lend themselves well to Ghostbusters eventually. Like maybe he'll, eventually. Start, he'll, he'll clue into like the Scooby-Doo aspects of Ghostbusters or the Steven Actually, Universe aspects of Ghostbusters. He's, He's not super hot on on Ghostbusters yet, but he's well aware of it, and he does watch it from time to time. It's just that it's not his current favorite. Yeah. But uh, Dad likes it, so of, it's not cool, man. <laughs> that's where it is. <laughs> and, and I guarantee you, this is how this is a good way to go about it. Sooner or later, uh, your wife will say the the words "screen time." Yep, uh, yeah. and there will be a discussion about it. And you can, I, I, there's a good argument to be made where you uh, can dial in and winnow down the screen time by arguing in favor of um, you know things like here you you will get to pick four shows and we'll watch them Saturday morning and then you can kind of create your own yeah. Saturday morning cartoons here's you your know what lineup I mean? yeah. they're up early here you got four picks uh, no not YouTube no we are not watching <laughs> funniest bits clips no no YouTube <laughs> pick you know one episode of steven universe what just you know, they pick you get the bowl of cereal you sit down for two hours and it's you know it's different but uh, god we all have to come to grips with with that like it's just you can never go home again but you you can shop there you know what i mean like it's it's um so that, <laughs> that's that's my advice. point blank reference no that was. yeah that was. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go home but you certainly can shop there <laughs> I guess you can shop there <laughs> what, what are you doing here what are you doing here man I work here um, 10 years 10 years 10 years god I love that movie <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I, that's what I'd recommend too I know a lot of I've heard a lot of people bemoan the um, and, and there is room too you can say you can pick four daddy's gonna pick one and then that way you know you can insert like let's try watching a Batman animated series episode Ooh. or let's try watching a Ghostbusters yeah. or what have you and you get that same thing you get to share the Saturday you get to share what it was like for you to a degree as best as you can you know the today's uh, thing and like Man, I said that's I'm not advice. making that up like that. that's kind of that's kind of what Thomas and I do we uh, we sit around and that's what we've been watching We I try to lump them together yeah he has to spend the rest of the week dealing with other things we have once a week we have the family movie night which usually means we watch you know some movie and 
I'll say it right now. Boss Baby, surprisingly good. Um, <laughs> Hot take. Boss Baby, surprisingly Boss Baby, good. Better than you would have thought. It's pretty good. Um, better than it deserves to be. That's probably true, yeah. I'll also give a, a surprise thumbs up to Starks. So there you go. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I like this advice. I think this is, you know, because I don't, I certainly don't want to be the parent that is like, I like this, therefore you have to like this. And yeah. then I can be like, look, my kid loves Ghostbusters too. No, that's not, it, I don't want to do that. it will never work. Yeah. No, you can't it's, do that. No. Uh, so that's that's a good way to do it. Just, just kind of sneak some of the stuff in there and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm subliminal. Like, we have a baby mobile that has, a, like, Slimer and a, a, a hoverboard and a TARDIS and stuff on it. So I'm just, <laughs> just little cues here and there that she'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that see what happens but yeah yeah so good advice go. man was that your final th- that was a good final thought was that your final thoughts actually i had three and that wasn't oh, okay. one of them all right so well, hit, I, hit, hit me with the three final uh, thoughts that was really it was just sage advice i had to be say, like oh my exactly. god all right uh, one we should make it clear uh people really resp- your forced uh book club review with me went over really well with people <laughs> Uh, I cannot again Forced. promise I, when I'll get to a next one. Fire under the feet. <laughs> Forced. But we apparently didn't make it clear. A couple people asked, so we shouldn't get the Mueller one? And I I cannot officially confirm it because I don't remember it and I don't seem to have a copy, which is bugging me because I checked, you know, Amazon stuff there. Used copy, $225. I'm like, ah, no. Uh, and I want to read the book. I mean, I know I can get the PDF off of GB, uh, uh, hands of, and all that. Yeah. Spook central's got it. We could read that. I don't want to, yeah. I want a book. Okay, okay. Um, I'll get there, but I should say that by all accounts from other people. Yeah. The Mueller one is, is, you know, full props. It's, you know, it's the closer to the, you know, what we were talking about the Alan Dean Foster novelization, as opposed to Milne's, weird half-assed <laughs> hybrid sort of thing it's so. like weird fan fi- sexual fan fiction or whatever it was yeah <laughs> uh two or three depending on whether you count my sage advice no. as part of my okay yeah five. uh you and i were kicking this around and i wanted to plant the seed now because we're not going to get to it for a while uh but i do want to let people know that uh you know as i've been organizing secret studio north you've been doing some house arranging uh, because you've got a you know, a 20 year, uh, dwarf problem, uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. You've got a 10 year dwarf problem and slowly the dwarf turns into somebody most likely taller than both of you. And, and uh, hates me. So it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> uh, but you and I were talking about, we got all this stuff lying around. We were kicking around the idea of a interdimensional cross rip, uh, <laughs> Not to, to rip it off somebody else's trademark name, but loot crate, yeah, swag yeah. stuff thing, like a a giant. Here's here's a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, it's just called a loot yeah. crate. Let's steal it. We we, <laughs> we got a. Uh, well, the funny part is, is some of it will be from loot crate. Uh, some of it will be from uh, what was the other? Like I know for a fact, I've Nerd got bits block. and pieces. Uh, Nerd Block. Remember, yeah. I bought uh, the Ontario Ghostbusters. Had their finger uh, tapped into that one, so we were able to pick up some of their stuff. I know I got extras of that. So you and I haven't got it completely worked out, and this is not something we're doing right now. This is something that we'll we'll call it uh, spring cleaning. We'll give it a couple of months, but we're going to yeah, talk about it on and off. Out. But yeah, I think uh, you and I uh, we're in agreement. We want to offer this up to the masses one way or another. Uh, I mean, it's not like we can do multiple crates. I think we're basically offering up a super gift kit 
uh, but we want to try to use it as an opportunity to raise some money for you know some of our favorite uh, Ghostbuster tangential uh, uh, charities and yeah, all. Yeah, like Again, the For the Wind guys or something. Yeah, uh, or the uh, you know for Hanks uh, the you know the Deutschendorf's yeah. uh, Hanks Hope uh, for a Cure. Hanks Hope for a Cure. That's yeah. the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, yeah. Things, I think, things like that. Yeah, so so it would be like. Maybe we can call it a mega loot crate or something so that uh, Ooh, our yeah. loot crate friends don't hate us. But, or a uh, containment unit. Ca- oh, there we go. A containment We're unit. We're almost there. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Uh, but it, okay, yeah. So it, it's basically <laughs> it's basically a lot of these things that Chris and I have that we want to offer up to you guys. That's that's probably what's going to... Like, I've got, you know, <laughs> I've got a couple of the ecto-manuals and a couple yep. of rare things that we'll throw in there. How and did we'll you really get sweep. a couple of ecto-manuals? I know, you know a, a guy. guy. They fell off a truck. <laughs> and that's the last you'll ask about it. <laughs> um you know what it's a good time to shout out because i know a lot of the franchises um support charities and all that too you know we're not asking for the world but you know maybe if you've got a spare patch or a shirt or something oh yeah that's good yeah to throw our way that way you know we're not just offering up some cool you know uh, collectible merch but some you know friend you know, it takes time and energy to build up some good uh, franchise swag. So, you know, this is another good draw for people, maybe. Yeah, some so. challenge coins, some patches, whatever you guys have out there. Go, drop drop me a line if you want to contribute something yeah. to it, uh, and I'll give you all the details to contribute to the, the containment unit mega loot crate <laughs> thing for charity. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you informed. Like I said, we're not, we, we want to proceed with this uh, apace. We want to get it all squared away we want the word to go out as much as possible because if we're going to raise money for charity of course you know, we yeah. want to we want to max it sort of thing so you know stay tuned we'll we'll fill you in yeah. uh fourth and final thought was um yeah um i guess there is a ghostbusters connection to the board game in that i mentioned those alien races one the zool the zool are represented <laughs> in name <laughs> i mean it, that's it's a really tenuous connection to the movie but uh uh, yeah, I mean, that's what's going to be. We, your movie and your child and my game and my child, we're going to be exhausted. But uh, if people want to, are interested, you know, I'll, I'll probably, when this drops, I'll put a couple links up in the social medias. But you can also just, uh, yeah, like you said, find Kerberos Productions on Instagram or um, the site for the game, uh, SOTS, SOTS-ThePit.com. We got like a mailing list and all that. Will nice, you know? Might not be your thing, but maybe you do know gamers, and uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, I feel like it's all in our wheelhouse, and especially a lot of people that listen. I know are are, are big tabletop gamers too. So yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, yeah, the it, the that is my day job. That is my bread and butter, and uh, I don't. I don't. Well, mostly I don't have ads and stuff like that because I'm lazy. But uh, you know. Uh, yeah, even if you just tell me spread the word, I think that's mostly what it comes down to. Go go check out the site and then you know spread the word of the site and the game around. That's yeah. all I I'd be happy with that. That's that. that's good. And, and instead of having sponsors, uh, please just support Chris and his company. Please do that's it. Right. And also go watch Netflix's The Toys That Made Us available now. <laughs> We're not getting paid to say that. I'd... It's actually a drinking game. If you guys go back and <laughs> every time I mention it, take a drink. <laughs> 
anyway, uh, all right. Well, uh, the, the awesome final thoughts, man. Those were you know four solid ones. I know. Uh, and book club or something. Uh, somebody else mentioned that we should do Ghostbusters: The Return. Uh, so uh, there's there's a lot of we can do Ghostbusters book club. That sounds like a lot of fun. So we'll we'll maybe start some of that stuff going for you. But there you go. That's another week. That's another recording. And until that time, everybody, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. This could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird. that made me hoops and a stick <laughs> damn kids tin can you ever play kick the can <laughs> with what that twilight game. the twilight zone the movie episode kick the <laughs> spielberg that was spielberg's episode <laughs> what are you people gonna do an episode on paper airplanes <laughs>